Welcome to the Positive Impact Podcast, where we dive into the world of movers, shakers, and changemakers, creating a positive impact on the world. This is your host, Alexandra Black Pollock, and together we're going to tackle real issues, discovering how we can make the world a better place. Thanks for joining us for another Stories from the Field episode where we're connecting with different people who are able to drive home the impact of organizations and their work around the globe. If you're looking for tactical ways to move forward and make this type of impact in your endeavors, then you need to check out Journey to Social Entrepreneurship, an entire event designed to harness the power of service and move forward towards successful social enterprise. Check that out and unlock all of the recordings, my free gift to you at journeytosocialentrepreneurship.com. And with that, we've got some incredible stories on the line today. We're continuing the month-long environmental focus leading up to Earth Day with our Stories from the Field episode today. Earlier this week, we connected with National Farm to School Network to explore the powerful impact when you connect students with local food sources and farmers. To drive home how exciting this movement is, we have Jack Like, a biology teacher at State College High School in State College, Pennsylvania. In addition to his regular curriculum, Jack is always exploring new ways to connect students with food, sustainability, and even aquaponics. Jack, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to be here. Now, this is so cool. You use aquaponics as a living ecosystem to model biology, chemistry, and ecology. Where did this idea come from? Well, I've been a a high school teacher for now 20 years, and it was a couple years ago, and I was was listening to somebody talk in the hallway about uh, uh, growing lettuce in their classroom. I was another earth science teacher, and I said, uh, well, you know, I could do that. Um, I can grow lettuce in my classroom. It's got you know, all the biology involved in it. And when I, when I did the first search of literally growing bio, uh, lettuce in the classroom, aquaponics came up. And I had no idea what it was at that point. So I started my research on aquaponics. And I, you know, the more I looked into what's involved in aquaponics, this, this ecosystem, this uh, symbiotic relationship between fish and plants and bacteria, I said, oh my gosh, that's got everything that I teach in my course, straight through from how science works all the way down through genetics and ecology, obviously. Um, and I said, I could do something with this. And then it just, it just snowballed from there um, uh, to the point where, well, we'll talk about what I have now, but it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's turned into a, a big, huge project. I'm so glad that you said that when you first started looking at it, you had no idea what it was because as I was researching this episode, I had to do a little bit more digging than I uh, should be proud of. So for those of us who either aren't familiar with it or maybe slept through our biology classes, (laughs) what exactly is aquaponics? All right. So um, it's a combination of both hydroponics, which is growing plants in something other than a soil-based media, typically in water, um, and uh, aquaculture, which is actually farming fish, growing fish specifically. Yep. Put the two of those together and you actually have aquaponics. So um, what the fish does is after you feed the fish, they produce the waste, which technically would be ammonia. It goes through the nitrification process, which produces the fertilizer for the plants. The plants soak up the nutrients, um, and then we pump the fresh water back to the fish tank, and it's a recirculating 
ecosystem, and it works works beautifully. Actually, it's, it's been uh, this is the way the entire uh, planet works essentially on, on an ecosystem level. Uh, but you can take this and and put it inside of a classroom or in a greenhouse, um, and uh, and it works great. So that's what aquaponics is. It's just a combination of growing fish and using their waste to feed the plants. Thus giving rise to several Facebook posts on your guys' Facebook page <laughs> about from poop to plate is, I believe, what I was seeing. Yeah, kids come up with that stuff. I don't. Um, I like to have them fun with it. So, <laughs> But, hey, if they're coming up with that, that means they're paying attention in the classroom. You would hope, right? <laughs> uh, all right. So one of the things I was checking out is you guys have actually explored different ways to take the food that you're growing and work that into the culinary arts program. Oh wow, yeah. Um, we've we're lucky to, uh, and I'm personally lucky to have the culinary arts department right down the end of the hallway here, uh, and then a great chef um, who uh, who teaches a course. He's actually a, um, a graduate of the Culinary Institute of America, and he's teaching here, which is fantastic to have that kind of resource. Um, and we've collaborated, um, Chef Dick and I have collaborated quite a bit with the produce that's come out of here, and. Uh, Oh, yeah, through, through the Farm to School grant program, one of the things that we did at the end of last year as part of the grant was to do a taste test. So um, at the end of the school year, we planned to have all this produce, and we did. We had a lot of lettuce. We had a lot of tomatoes that were growing out of here. Um, and we had the, the fish, obviously, that we were going to harvest. We grow tilapia, so we harvested the fish, and then we had this big feast at the end of the year. But what we also did as an educational portion of it was to do a taste test, and, and Chef ran the kids through this. We took the fresh produce uh, from the aquaponic system in the greenhouse, and then we taste tested that in comparison to the stuff you buy from the local food market. Um, and then Chef brought us through a lot of the nutrient difference between the, uh, the, the food, the, the, the mouthfeel, the taste, and the kids really saw the difference in fresh food um, that you pick yourself as opposed to uh, the stuff you buy at the market. I take it the stuff out of your greenhouse really rocked the socks in that taste test. Yeah, it absolutely did. You know, the difference in a uh, you know a fresh picked cherry tomato as opposed to what you buy down at the store, you, you, there's no comparison. Oh, you're so true. My mother-in-law is a master gardener, oh. and oh, she has this entire area with just cherry tomatoes. I could spend hours in there just eating uh, the tomatoes. Yeah, that's what I and I grow them at home as well over the summer, and and uh, a lot of them don't make it to the house. <laughs> right. It's just that thing when you go out to pick and it's like the same with fruit. My mom had raspberries growing up. You go yeah. out to pick, you spend a good hour, 45 minutes, you come back and you have five. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I grow blueberries at home as well. It's the same thing. Oh, I love. Um, we could talk about fresh food forever and oh, vegetables. Yeah. You talked a little bit about this greenhouse and I'm very lucky. I got to see photos on your guys' Facebook page and we're going to have them for on our show notes page. But can you describe what it is like and where kind of in the school this is? Okay. Um, I teach in a regular kind of like science lab classroom um, instead of uh, desks and tables. Um, we have uh, big lab tables where kids sit at. But I'm, I'm so lucky that uh, when I took over this particular job in this classroom um, 20 years ago, attached to uh, – I'm on the outside wall. So attached to my classroom is about a 300-square-foot greenhouse. So I walk right out of a door – uh, from my classroom into the greenhouse. Obviously, the kids do as well. Um, and it, it kind of like went unused. We did a, a few labs in there every once in a while. Um, but 
it, it, we didn't utilize it really well as a greenhouse. So I stumbled across this aquaponics idea and said, hey, well, this is a great way to use what I have, this resource that I have right outside my door. Um, so it's about 300 square feet. And I wanted to put a large system in there that the kids can use and operate uh, and do water quality testing and all the science stuff and, and learning that we do with it. Um, so it's, uh, it's attached to the wall, but it's a, um, a glassed-in greenhouse um, that I now put all of the, our aquaponic stuff in. Um, and we walk right out of the classroom into it. It's beautiful. Oh, cool. Now, where I believe you did say in a kind of our pre-interview that you guys have fish, and where did those guys live? Oh, well, part of the, you know, obviously in aquaponics, you have to have uh, the fish tanks. Um, so the one bigger system that I have, uh, and I'll put a plug in for the company that I bought it from, it's called Nelson and Paid, and they put together a, just a great system. But um, it's a 110-gallon fish tank. Ooh, that's that, a fish tank. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, um, and the entire system actually is about 235 gallons of water because there are grow beds and then there's mineralization tanks and, and a few other tanks involved in it. But the fish tank itself is 110 gallons. Um, and then I have another system that we just finished building a couple of months ago um, for an aquaponics after-school club that we started because I had so many kids interested in this. Uh, and that runs off of a 75-gallon glass fish tank. Um, so that's what you would see if you walk in there. Uh, are two relatively large aquaponic systems um, with, well, actually I've got mostly lettuce growing right now, but I'm in the process of, the, the cucumber plants are getting pretty large right now. Oh, so exciting. And did I hear you say that students were so excited about this program in biology class that they started an after-school program? Yeah, I had, I had so many kids that would come back, um, uh, you know, the, the, during the school day, they would just stop in uh, last year when I had them in class, uh, and they would stop in and go in the greenhouse anyway. Uh, so these kids really had an interest in it, and uh, uh, I said, let's start a club. Uh, so we did, uh, and it started up uh, last fall for this school year, and we got the plans. We had plans made for us um, to build the new system from a local startup aquaponics company. And um, the kids and I worked after school to construct this thing from scratch. Uh, from mostly donated materials, but I used a little farm-to-school grant money to buy some of the, uh, the materials that we needed. And uh, we put this, this club system together. Um, and now we meet twice a week. We come in, uh, they come in every Tuesday and Thursday, check water quality, check on fish, feed fish, plant seeds, plant seedlings in the system. Uh, we haven't gotten yet to the part of harvesting, but we're not far away from there yet. So, yeah, the, uh, you know, several kids have really, have really grown into this. This walks great into the next area that I wanted to talk about, which is how this program enhances student learning. Oh, well, the main idea when I first started thinking about this um, was, and it still is, hasn't changed, um, how do I use this to deliver my curriculum? So, you know, it is, it is a, living, a living biological ecosystem. And everything that I teach in the classroom happens within that ecosystem. It's just the way nature works. Um, so I started to look at all the units that I teach. And, you know, the way we typically teach is from unit to unit to unit. 
And I've always wanted to be able to link all of that stuff together. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, when you go from teaching about how science works and you teach about some basic chemistry and then you teach about um, cells and cell membranes and then so on and so forth, you want to be able to link all this stuff together. And then when you have a living ecosystem that we can walk right outside and look at um, and experiment with, I mean, it just made perfect sense. Um, so what I do is... And I want to make this clear. I don't teach aquaponics. I teach biology using aquaponics. And, and there's a difference there. Um, so but aquaponics is really a teaching tool for me. So we don't have an aquaponics class. It's just a biology class. And that's the tool that I use to teach it. You did such a great framing that this is a teaching tool. It's not that you're teaching aquaponics. It's using this really cool living, breathing ecosystem to drive home all the points in your classroom. That's it. That's that's exactly what I wanted to do, and and uh, and and doing actually. Um, it's not easy, really. Um, you know, after 20 years, and even as any teacher who's been doing something for that long, you have a have a routine of doing things. Um, but my own, you know, I guess philosophical way of thinking about teaching that as soon as I get really really comfortable at teaching something, for me that's the first sign of stagnation. So. Uh, I, I've got to keep changing things up. I've got to keep doing something differently. Is it? I can definitely see why Farm to School Network recommended you because you are one of those dedicated teachers. I love that phrase. Once I've gotten comfortable teaching something, I've become stagnant. Well, stagnation starts, absolutely. And you got to take yourself out of that comfort zone uh, in order to try something different. And I'm, I'm always doing that. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I ask myself, you know, because I'm, I'm knee deep, I'm neck deep in this aquaponic thing right now. And uh, I keep asking myself, what the heck am I doing? Uh, but I'm having a blast with it, and the kids seem to be enjoying it. They're uh, coming and, in twice a week to hang out with yeah, you to do yeah. it. I think they're enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, some of them are. And uh, we're trying to get more involved. And we've got, we've got huge plans for this for the entire school, actually. You know, that's actually one of the things I wanted to bring up next is expanding this curriculum, not only within your school, but kind of within your area and almost, I guess it would be poor to say, breeding aquaponics throughout oh, yeah, the yeah. district. But sure. what kind of visions and what are you guys doing in that space? Okay, so, yeah, with another teacher, um, you know, we sit down and we talk about what we're doing in here and I'm very curriculum um, focused on what I can do with it in my classroom and, and teach the kids uh, using this. Um, and a social studies teacher, Andy, who I'm, I'm really good friends with, he thinks more worldwide uh, as a social studies teacher. He goes, you know, Jack, you can, there's so many different things that you can do with this and we can take this so many different places. And he started opening up my mind about um, where we could take this rather than just having it as a really cool biology project. So it is, it is teaching sustainable food production, sustainable agriculture. It is teaching um, um, efficient use in, uh, of water resources uh, so that we're not wasting water, which is one of the really cool things about aquaponics, um, as well as you know, lots of other ways of, of reducing energy use. Um, so where this is taking us, and it's still a biology classroom project, but here, here's... Here's the interesting part, more interesting part, actually. We're building a new high school here uh, at State High. And uh, during the design process, which is a couple of years ago when I first started getting into this, um, 
my friend Andy said, hey, you know, they're putting these rooftop greenhouses uh, on, uh, on supermarkets to grow their own food, to grow their own produce, so it's really nice and fresh. I said, wouldn't that be cool if we had it here at State High? And you know, just as a joke, um, you know, I, I was, did a little bit of presentation about what I'm doing to the faculty, and I came up with this, this picture of um, this building with, with greenhouses on the roof, and I said, wouldn't it be great if State High had something like this? And I went, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's, <laughs> after a lot, of, a lot of legwork and a lot of talking to people, um, our school board is now actually going to build us a roof, a thousand square foot rooftop greenhouse dedicated to the aquaponic production of food. That's my spiel. That's so exciting. That is yeah, so cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, we're kicking it up to uh, the nth degree right now. Yeah. Going from, what was it? A 300 square foot aquaponics greenhouse. Now you're going to have a thousand square foot on the roof. Yeah, exactly. And it's a school-wide project teaching sustainability. Uh, there's a lot of STEM and STEAM uh, involved in it. Um, so we're, we're, we're kicking it up several notches so that it's not just an, a fancy, fun little biology project. It's something the entire school can get involved in. And it's the entire school that's getting behind it as well as the district. Yeah, um, and, and we're spreading the word out to all the teachers. We're still a couple of years away from actually the construction um, uh, being completed, so before we actually walk into that bigger greenhouse. Um, but uh, Andy and I are now talking to all the faculty and staff on how they can get involved and how they can actually use aquaponics as a teaching tool. Um, and it's, uh, the greenhouse is going to be run as a business, so the, school, the, the food that we actually produce is going to be sold to the school. Um, through the food service uh, director, and they're going to buy all of our produce, uh, and it's going to be run as a business, um, and the kids are going to be doing this, and we're, we're really looking forward to it. I mean, it's a, it's a chunk of work, but we're really looking forward to it. But talk about the learning opportunities there. You have business, you have eco-food production, you have yep. biology, you even have your social studies teacher in on the mix. For a school to invest in that and create so many unique, tangible learning opportunities for students, that's kind of, that's where we want to see education go. Yeah, that's, you know, do you want to change education and the way we do it? You know, you'll, yes, a lot of people do. Do we do want to enhance it? Whatever, whatever terminology, whatever words you want to use to explain uh, what we want to do with education, where we want to go with it. Andy and I just kind of like, after all this talking for several months, we're trying to figure out why we're so excited about this. And we came up with two overarching reasons why we want to we want to do this and one is you know in the year uh, 2050 we're we're projected to have about 9 billion people on the planet all of them requiring food and there's not enough agricultural land to produce food uh, for that many people and the second one is climate change and we want to be able to stem the the on the, you know the stem the flow of of, of uh, the earth warming up and we want our students to actually leave our school district with the tools necessary to make some of these changes. And when we look at what we're doing right now, yeah, we're doing some things individually in classrooms and we're doing some really cool things here and there, but if you involve the entire school in it, then, then it becomes much more of a focus of what we're trying to do. Teach sustainability, food production, uh, uh, efficient use of resources, and not just keep it locally, but you know, we go to that idea of, yeah, let's think about globally, acting locally, locally first, but yeah, kids will actually take this much beyond their local environment. As if we needed more reasons to be excited about this program, just not from the tangible things that your students are learning on the ground, but then 
the opportunity for it to grow and like you said, tackle some of those bigger issues that we have. This is such an exciting program. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I'd I'd like to I'd like to take credit like I'm the only one in the in the country doing in the world doing it. That's not the case. Um, there's lots and lots of uh, of schools that are doing um, something very similar. They're putting together larger aquaponic uh, programs. Um, I think I'm really the only one that's actually using it to teach my entire biology course. Um, I keep searching uh, and I, I've made contacts all over the world when it comes to aquaponics and I haven't seen anybody do it uh, the way I'm trying to do it in the classroom right now. Maybe they know something better than I do uh, and why they're not doing it, but uh, um, I'm, I'm looking for those people who want to teach their course using aquaponics um, and it fits in really well with biology here. Well, I have to admit, biology and I were not friends in high school. And I feel like if, because I loved gardening, yeah. that if there had been an aquaponics program, I might have done much better. You know, that's that's one of the biggest comments I get when, because I show this, this the the system off and what I do in the greenhouse. And, and I actually have fish tanks in the classroom as well. The kids build their own smaller systems. So each classroom manages their own smaller little fish tank system. Um, so when I, and I show it off to all kinds of different people, a lot of community come in to take a look at it. Uh, and we do open houses. And one of the one of the biggest comments, uh, the the most frequent comments, uh, would be, oh, "Gosh, I wish I had this back in high school." Um, uh, so anyway, um, that's that's always good to hear. You've mentioned several times National Farm to School Network grants that have helped you kind of spur these programs. What type of partnership does both your you as a teacher have with that organization as well as your school district? Oh, uh, they've been fantastic. Um, I I kind of stumbled across it last year. Um, over a year ago now, um, one of the things I do in the classroom is I have kids design and build their own little fish tank system, 20-gallon tanks, and uh, you need uh, you need materials to do that. You need grow lights because we can't we don't have enough um, ambient light in here to to grow the plants. So we need fancy grow lights. Um, we need all the, the the filtration system. We need the pumps. We need the air stones. So we we need material and I had to figure out a way to come up with that kind of cash to buy this stuff. So I applied for a farm to school mini grant um, and was awarded that grant and I bought a lot of that material uh, so the kids could work with it. I'm sitting here in my classroom looking at all that stuff right now. It's watching the watching the fish, right? This is what I see right now. And I, I think that's what we're hearing a little yeah. bit in the background is actually the fish kind of going around. Uh, yeah, you hear probably the uh, the, the pumps um, and all that other stuff that's happening within the fish tanks and the air stones and the, and the air pumps. Um, but I'm sitting in my classroom now looking at six different fish tanks um, and then lettuce growing out of them. It's actually pretty cool. But what Farm to School did was was to get me started uh, in in putting this in the classroom so that each, each class could uh, manage their own. Um, and then along with that, it just blossomed from there. They learned more about what I was doing in the classroom. Um, and then what we were doing, we have a great ag teacher here as well, um, and what we're doing in, in other areas of the school. So um, through Farm to School and something they're called, they, they call the Seed Change um, Grant, um, we became a demonstration site for what they call seed change, which is part of the farm to school program. So in the state of Pennsylvania, there's two demonstration schools, school districts, and State College happens to be one of them. So we've, uh, last fall, we had uh, 
schools and uh, teachers from uh, mostly over the, uh, all over the state of Pennsylvania that came in here. And we told them what we were doing here so they get some ideas on how, the, how they can apply for and use grant money from farm to school. Um, so yeah, we've really, we've really worked very closely with the folks within farm to school and sea change. Well, Jack, both in the classroom and kind of in the area, you are really doing some fantastic things. And honestly, I wish I had taken your biology <laughs> class. Well, you can always show up. We, we, there's fish always need to be fed, so come on in. There you go. I might just do that someday. Jack, thank you so much. This has been such an amazing episode today. Oh, well, thank you. I uh, appreciate it. Love to get the word out there. Um, and uh, not to take all the credit because the kids put a lot of time and effort into this um, and we just have a lot of fun at it and learn. Hey, by the way, we learn too. So <laughs> It's kind of important in the education system. Yeah, right? a little bit. A little bit. We try to focus. <laughs> yeah, but there's fish. You got to feed them. Absolutely. <laughs> well, movers and shakers, I hope you enjoyed that really unique look inside the biology classroom. I don't know about you, but for the first time, biology actually sounded really fascinating to me. Definitely not my strong suit in high school, which is probably why I ended up as an art major long term. For all of the resources mentioned, including some incredible photos of the classroom, head on over to our show notes page at positiveimpactpodcast.com slash stories slash farm to school network. Until next time, keep doing your part to make the world a better place.